0: A member of the Mice Chat Podcast Network,
1: micepod.com. <laughs> MiceChat.com!
2: Now,
1: the podcast that's nearly the same as all the others. Warning! This show contains childish adult content and is intended for immature, mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised. The views spoken are ours and ours alone, not those of any other bugger. If you're easily offended, we strongly suggest finding another podcast. Everybody neat and pretty. Then on with the show. Thank you, thank you. Um, hello, everyone. Welcome back to The Mouse's Head. It's It's been a few weeks, but that's the summer holidays, summer vacations for American listeners out the way. I am Paul.
3: Uh, also Paul. I'm
1: <laughs> it's, it's, it's been a couple of weeks we're out of practice, aren't we?
4: Yeah. Um, I like it's also Paul, though. Like maybe that, maybe we should change the name to that. Also, also Paul. Paul. Also Paul. Yeah. Yeah. The yeah. Paul. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
3: And, um, <laughs> uh, we, we, we're I'm just not... trying that one, to see how it fits. <laughs> like a glove, like a glove.
1: Um, joining us in the snug bar of the mouse's head tonight, um, chaps by the name of Ken and Lynn, who if you listen to the Sweep, Sto- Sweep Spot podcast, and I'm not going to say
5: that in a bit. It's a tongue twister. <laughs> <laughs> um, gentlemen, would you care to introduce yourselves as well? Uh, my name's Lynn.
0: And my name is Ken. <laughs> I I think we should probably say a little bit more than that, though, Lynn.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's all all we start (laughs) with, and and we hope it stays there. But yeah, carry on. Carry on.
0: Uh, Well, my name's Ken Pellman. I did work at Disneyland starting in 1990, and I stayed there through 2005. I was there for 15 years and two days before they said, get out, get out. And, uh, (laughs) (laughs) And I met Lynn while working there. And, uh, Lynn, you want to take over? Sure.
5: Yeah. I started in 1998 and I stayed two, two years past Ken until 2007 in custodial. Also. Yeah.
1: Excellent. And we'll be finding out a bit more about that. Um, where can they find your own podcast? Uh,
5: if you can first go, we have a website, www.thesweepspot.com. We're on iTunes, uh, mice chat, uh Podcast Network, like with you guys. Yep. Um, Stitcher, you know, the normal places.
0: Yeah, maybe be sure it's, if you're looking for it by a search, it's the sweep like sweeper, the sweep okay. spot. So that's, uh, you don't want to send you to the wrong place and you'll end up like buying cakes or something.
1: Or, or <laughs> probably something for for the British listeners. I don't know how well it would translate. Um, we have a children's TV puppet show called Sooty and Sweep, and he's a small grey dog. Oh. He squeaks, yeah, Sweet bears, yeah. yeah. He doesn't do a lot other than whisper into some bloke's
4: ear. And speaking <laughs> of websites, yeah. we have our own website, which is uh where you can visit us for all different bits and pieces, um, some very good book reviews from our contributor Jen, as well. But also, if you want to contact us, you can email us at podcast at And
3: while that's true... You can also find us on Twitter at Diz After Dark, and we're on Facebook.com forward slash Diz After Dark. And as previously mentioned, we're on Micechat.com as well. And when
1: Craig's not busy in Florida on his holidays, he's also manning our Instagram and Pinterest, and I don't know Bebo and Mice. Teletexts, yeah. <laughs> Some old modems, one. yeah. C-facts. He's, now, he's, he's monitoring our bulletin board for us.
4: <laughs> 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 he's he's manning the fax machine. Um, now, Paul, I know it's been a while. Uh, sorry, to paraphrase an American rock band from the early 2000s. Yeah. It's been a while. Um, and so what we've actually neglected to do, we've, done, we've very well introduced ourselves in the show and our, our esteemed guests as well, but I, one thing we've failed to do so far...
1: Is, is I'm a bit thirsty.
4: Mmm...
3: Yeah. Oh, I was. I was just assuming we were getting there. <laughs> I'm, I've got. Well, you can tell I'm assuming because I've I've got my bottle opener poised. Yeah, poised. It is, so have literally I. in the in, air.
1: In which case, gentlemen, it is the mouse's head. Um, what is your beverage of choice today,
4: Mr. D- uh, sorry, birthday weekender, oh, Mr. Dolan? Do you want to go first?
3: Thank you, Japs. Appreciate the, the good wishes. Um, I'm actually. Um, I'm following in Nick's footsteps. So there we go. I got a bottle of Bulmer's and it's the Zesty Blood Orange. Um, so, Paula, uh, okay. mm. the little orange bird. Cheers. <laughs> <laughs> mm.
4: Mrs. Uh, Mrs. Uh, Branch or Mrs. Soap Dish, she normally goes by Mrs. Branch, um, has got rather addicted to Bulmer's uh, Bold Black Cherry. But I, um, I I bought some last weekend when it was sunny and warm um, and I'm going for a Coors Light. So, ah, cheers.
1: Yes. I, I I was um, at home manning the uh, manning the child duties whilst the wife was at work on Saturday, and she did the shopping on the way home, and she said, what beer would you like? I said, try and get something with a kind of a Florida-type, Disney-type connection. Unfortunately, I'm drinking Budweiser. <laughs> I've
4: noticed as well, if sides do, we've got Budweiser. Yeah. Over here now, we've got Bud Light with lime as well, and Bud 66. So we're getting a few of the more of the American ones. But um Ken, Lynn, are you joining us for drink?
0: I would like a Pan Galactic Gargle Blaster, please.
4: <laughs>
1: <laughs> nice
3: choice. On, on draft or bottled? A bottled, of course.
1: Okay. If you can keep a cap on it. Mm-hmm.
5: <laughs> I just have water. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, that's taking up that, that's taking up Craig's mantle for the last few weeks while he's been on his uh, on his diet. So, Do,
4: does um does anyone remember intergalactic dargle blaster? Uh, no. It was uh, it was a SodaStream when solar stream first came out in the eighties. It was one of their varieties and it was bright blue.
1: Okay. No, I just not know that. No. I'm trying to imagine now in the next inspector. I mean, the the previous Casino Royales was uh, two measures of vodka, one of gin, one of Kina Lillette, shaken. I'm I'm imagining him walking in going, have you got a soda stream? Because I want one of those intergalactic gargle blasters in blue, please, mate. (laughs) Why not? He's he's advertising bloody Heineken now as well, if I can't get the pangalactic
0: gargle blaster, I would I'll take just some of that old Jenk spirit, which is one of the ingredients.
4: <laughs> <laughs> this is this is completely off topic, but Kane, has anyone ever told you, you sound like Harry Shearer? Uh
0: no, but I, I wish my accountant would think I'm like Harry Shearer. <laughs>
4: yeah. Just wait for him to quit The Simpsons again and see if you can get a few voiceovers.
1: No, do I have to? <laughs> that's okay, not, that's, not, that's not one of Perry's, that. characters. It's that. not bad.
4: So basically, you're just after any job on The Simpsons. you Well, yeah. I'd hire you. Excellent. <laughs> and there is one of Perry's. Yeah, no, this
1: is so full of wind. This is great. We haven't even started mm. on the Disney malarkey mal-
3: mal- mal- yet. Oh, we're here to talk about Disney? Yes, yeah. oh. Eventually. <laughs> well,
1: well, well, unless the Mice Chat podcast network is all about rodent extermination, and then that completely... would be quite interesting, wouldn't it? <laughs>
4: Welcome to the Dismaland podcast.
1: Oh, oh yeah. Well, we'll come up with that. I'm sure. Oh dear.
4: Well, <laughs> I suppose I suppose you, you know. better hit the uh, hit the jingle.
1: Oh, which one? The news one, I guess, yeah. Yeah. yeah right. A view of the news with Disaster Dark. So, are you starting then, Nick? Go on then. Well,
4: <clears throat> I think the problem is because we've been away for a few weeks. Yeah. And a few big things have happened. So, yeah. I think there's one big thing that's happened, which I think we can all discuss. Um, I've done a little bit of research on it, so I kind of lead, but we can all discuss it. But um, I, I think it wouldn't be right if we didn't discuss the massive, massive news that came out recently, which is that uh, Disaster is closing down in Universal Studios, as is Beetlejuice, to be replaced by the Fast and Furious' new attraction.
1: Uh, we've, we've, we've switched parts, but I don't. Yeah, we, we do say we do it
4: no I just I just, you know what I just wanted to say that yeah. end of that story of course what I wanted to talk about was D23 <laughs> yeah go on although actually before we do speaking of Universal you know <laughs> yeah. that they're replacing they're replacing the just I Love Lucy shop
1: just, just look, find look, a truck look, and go down right,
4: hang, right, hang on hang on hang right. on bear in mind the Malibis will not invite me on their show no. So I've got to do, I've got to speak universal here. But the I Love Lucy shop is closing down and being turned into a, a, a little kitty. A little yeah, little
1: you, kitty. What's it call, called? Hello Kitty.
4: Hello Kitty. That's the one. Yeah. Bit, <laughs> the, yeah. i of the kitty. I think little kitty was a, <laughs> a was the special
0: place that was on Hollywood Boulevard at one point, but I I don't know.
4: I, I never I never darken the door. Little kitty is the uh, the Dollar Tree version of Hello Kitty. Uh, Poundland to our UK friends. Uh, I
1: I, I think I prefer the idea of it being some sort of very specialist shop with beaded curtains (laughs) on the door.
4: Yes, and and a few X's in the window. (laughs) Um, But no, of course, uh, I think any respectable Disney podcast, no obviously some not so respectable, uh, would be discussing what's gone on recently at D23.
1: I think most of them have probably discussed it by now, but we've been on eh? (laughs) holiday. Yeah.
4: Yeah, Well, look, there there are about three people that only listen to us. I mean, of course, there's only about 12 people that listen to us full stop. Yeah. But um, those three people may not have heard anyone else talking about it.
1: I, I know. So, so, so which, what's your biggest news that's come out of it?
4: Uh, well, no,
1: I think... <laughs> I don't think we
4: should go to. <laughs> well, if I have to pick one, yeah. clearly the biggest news of the whole weekend is the news that Orlando Bloom is returning turn into parts of the Caribbean. Is he? That, that was the biggest news, right?
1: Oh, it may well have been. Uh, Yeah.
4: Maybe. I'm sure. I don't think there's anything bigger. But yeah, I mean, the the great news, because, I mean, obviously we're all itching with anticipation for Pirates of the Caribbean 12. um, Pirates go bananas. And, um, you know, we've all been waiting for it. (laughs) Who cares about Tron 3 when you can have another 12 Pirates of the Caribbean? And um, the the news that, you know, let blues back, you know, returning to the franchise that made his name. Yeah, yeah. If you don't count all the Rings,
3: well, yeah. I was just, yeah, I was just thinking about that one. Yeah,
4: yeah. But you know, if you don't count that, you know, because yeah. it's Disney podcasts, you know. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So there was, there was that sort of uh, interest of of some. I'm, I'm sure. Mm. But um, no, come on, Star Wars Land. I
1: know.
4: I know. That's yeah. the that's the one. Now, I, there's one thing we need to up. Yeah. There was a, and I'm, I don't know if any of you guys have seen it, there's a very good photoshop of, uh, it's called Lucasland and it looks like a park map um, that apparently was, was going around suggesting this is what was going to be at the Star Wars land. But if, if anyone's seen mm-hmm. the, uh, or saw the presentation who was there or, or saw the, the feedback online, obviously um, Star Wars land is not going to be a theme park. It is going to be, as the name suggests, a land. Um, yeah. But, I mean, at the same time, um, bloody impressive.
1: Uh, at least they've announced something that we knew was coming anyway.
4: But, I th- at the same time, we could have had... I think what they've done, and obviously their artist renderings are, are excellent, but what they've, what they've given the impression of is that Star Wars Land is not going to just be an area with Star Wars attractions. It's going to be like a Hogwarts... Um, Wizarding World of Harry Potter kind of area. I think any Star Wars fan would have been happy with a few more Star Wars rides, but looking at what they're looking to do, it is mind-blowing.
1: With the amount of budget that they're going to put to that and the fact that, obviously, the next set of films is due out this year, who's opening a book on the entire Star Wars land being broken ground and finished and open before
4: pandora <laughs> uh, uh i'm they, not open that book no is, it, come on, is it anyone going to
1: take, take a tenner off me for
4: that <laughs> uh, the, the fact that pandora's actually broken ground means no um, but, but i mean you might be right that it opens beforehand no i think the the only problem with the announcement was the fact that there is no date no There's nothing in concrete, which Disney, the difference between Disney and the people down the road, own a movie studio, um, is that normally Universal's come around and go, this is coming next year. So, uh, you know, King Kong coming next year, Fast and Furious coming next year. You know when it's going to happen. Disney, when they announced Avatar, it's coming. And then they announced Star Wars Land and it's coming. It should be
3: in a a galaxy
4: at some point in the future. (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, pretty much. Um, but I mean, was was anyone not impressed with the announcement?
1: I, I, I don't know. Impressed, overawed. Yeah, I, I was glad they're doing it. I'm happy. That, incredibly happy they're doing it. Actually, but yeah, I, I. It is just a case of missing the date. It's like, oh come on, when are you planning it by? You said the same thing about Pandora, and now I'm just. Completely uninfused about it again. That, that's that's got. Well, I mean, that has that, gone through its ups and downs. Of yeah, I was completely uninfused about it, and then finally the pictures came out and they broke ground, and you thought, you know what, this is going to be sweet. That's going to be, re-. and then it's like, and it's still ticking by. Nothing else. It's like, <laughs> Yeah, whatever. Okay. To so
4: be honest, I think the enthusiasm. I think it was two times the enthusiasm for Pandora went. The first one was when. Um, the announcements for the films being delayed happened. Yeah. I think that's when it really started, the wheel started to fall off. And, of course, secondly, is when they knew they were going to get Star Wars. Yeah. You know? Um, time will tell, I think, with with Pandora. I mean, I think everyone is, is, you know, under the impression that Star Wars land is going to be an absolutely roaring success. I'm talking Harry Potter levels of success. I really do feel that. Yeah. And I think the problem with Pandora is... I actually think it's going to be really good. I think it's going to do well, but unless those films come out on time and are better than the first one, it's not going to have the staying power or or the the impact of uh, a Star Wars.
3: Len or Ken, did you guys get down to D23? Were you, you our own for that yes we were there
0: but we were selling our book uh cleaning the mm-hmm. kingdom which is on sale now <laughs> um people yeah we were we were pretty much uh, stuck all good at,
4: retailers and some crappy ones yeah.
0: yes we were we were there uh selling our book we were stuck at our booth so we couldn't really get into those events but we were there of course when everybody came streaming out and talking about it and I was constantly getting emails from Disney that said, hey, this is what we're announcing, this is what we're announcing. And so I didn't even have to sit in there because mm. they were sending out emails uh, <laughs> announcing
3: it uh, to everybody anyway. Yeah. Must, must have been a bit of a buzz, though, yeah? Must have been a good atmosphere. Well, oh, it, yeah. was,
0: uh, it was to be expected that they, you know, based on some f- recent news that was coming out about uh, property Disney had bought around Disneyland... Uh, and a deal they made with the Anaheim city Council, and then people were kind of expecting that something was going to be announced as far as this, uh, and it was yeah but but in the meantime i do like I do like pandora 's music oh wait we
1: 're talking about something else aren 't you If you ask my wife, they like her bracelets as well
4: no <laughs> they do they do yes very much
1: so I, did, did that, I mean some of the announcements that I saw a, a lot of the people that I was sort of following and Facebook friends and things like that are, are big Disneyland Paris people and they were following a lot of the information that was coming out of there which was completely underwhelming like and here's some of the new merchandise for this year hit
4: my music <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's, it's, too, it's too early for soapbox, but soapbox um, yeah you would think yeah. they
0: could just, just completely redo that second park in Paris mm-hmm. and just completely transform that into Star Wars and maybe that would that would be a good thing
1: okay. yeah it's, it's either going to be Star Wars or they might as well it's Pixar Land it's, uh, I, I wonder well, if we, I mean, will, will we even get Star Wars um, version 2 yeah, the,
4: yeah it's, that's, um, we're, we're losing Star Tours at the end of um, January Yay. I'm, I'm going to be out there, not not because of that, but I'm going to be out there during one of the last weeks it's open before um, it closes down for, I think it's, oh, it's it's six months to a year. I can't remember exactly how long it is now, but, um, yeah, so uh, an upgrade like that, that's definitely mission two. You'll have to let us know when you're uh, out there
1: because we were out, we, we were camping in Paris in the, over the last couple of weeks, and whilst we were out there, we uh, we became annual pass holders.
4: Yeah, nice. Yeah. Yes, I saw. I saw. Yes. Yeah. Like, yeah. Early. Uh, early Feb. Cool. We're gonna, but um, and actually, just we're gonna. I think we're just gonna be there in time for um, Anna as well. Yeah. Which is gonna be closed. And so actually, the the fact that Ken that you mentioned about the the Disney Studios and that um, yeah, there's a lot going on at the Disney Studios. Um, we're not sure yet what's happening in one of the bigger buildings, but um, there's been y- rumours for years of uh, soaring coming to the park um, or Fille Magique yeah. and either one of those attractions could take over that building quite easily.
1: Yeah, there, um, there, there's been some rumours of um, some multi-circular camera soaring-type filming going on mm-hmm. around Europe. So.
4: Well, the soaring around the world is coming... Yeah. Uh, that was announced at D23, wasn't yeah. it? Was it? Is it next year it's coming, guys?
0: I don't remember what they said the timetable on that was. I think mm. it is. It, it could so be. They wouldn't announce the timetable. It could be. Yeah, it could be later this year. Uh, they're going, to, yeah, soaring around the world, both at Walt Disney World and at Disneyland in Anaheim.
4: But saying that there was nothing about other parts other than the American parts, of course, there was a lot of um, stuff at D23 for Shanghai, Shanghai. Disney.
1: Yes. Which is obviously, Mr. (laughs) Trump.
4: Which obviously is uh, is interesting as well because of what's going on in China at the moment. Well, some of the
0: the, some of the attractions they announced were uh, previously unannounced, like great moments with Chairman Mao. (laughs) And there was uh, there was. It's a small world, so only have one child.
4: (laughs) (laughs) It's full of full of abandoned girls. (laughs) <laughs> full of abandoned girls. Um, yeah, I mean, obviously, the fact that they had, uh, you know, the, the video for the Tron Coaster and the outfits that the staff members wear for the Tron Coaster and the fact they had the bikes there that you, you ride on for the Tron Coaster was of interest to me. Yeah.
2: Um,
4: you know what? I, I, think, I think maybe if China can stop messing about with their money um, and watching their money... Um, change value as quickly as it is maybe they can finance Tron free for me because uh, I don't understand why would you would put a ride in now for I don't know the parts are open now but what I mean is is you know Tron legacy must be bloody popular in China if uh, they think six years on zen-
1: that uh, Arise to be popular <laughs> How xenophobic and racist do I have to be before starting to refer to it as Tron? <laughs> start
4: now my friend why not <laughs> yeah. See, you just did it yeah <laughs> but um, I mean other than the fact that, that you know Tron ride looks great and I, I actually know what I think if it is as good as it looks which it does look bloody good I mean you imagine the will, uh, are all saying how great it is then maybe they will uh, put it in one of the other parks and, you know Paris please send it their way that would that'd do me fine but um, I mean have you seen the, uh, the parts of the Caribbean attraction that they got there as well which is a completely different ride. Hmm. Well, hang on, it, yeah. you're in a boat. Yeah. It, <laughs> so that's that's true.
1: It has some similarities. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You're
4: in a boat, and it's in a Disney Park. But um, but again, I mean, that that's an attraction that looks really interesting and is, and is a nice spin. It's not an attraction I'd like to see in any of the other parks if I'm on it, because mm. the fact that we have fairly traditional parts of the Caribbean attractions um in in uh you know paris and america and also tokyo um i like the fact that there's elements of the films but i don't think i'd want an attraction just based around the films so you can have that one china that's that's fine
3: even but, if it's um, got a land or bloom in it um
4: i believe he's actually um manning the ride mm.
3: yeah mm. It's good, to, it's
0: good to have the different parks be different. It really is, because you don't want them to be identical, because then you have no reason to travel to, from one to the other.
4: Completely, so. completely agree. And that's one of the reasons why I was quite glad it's taken um, Paris so long to upgrade their pirates. Because um, we, uh, at Paris, I say we, because I, I obviously run the park. Um, in Paris, we as yet don't have the new Animatronics of Johnny Depp um, or Jeffrey Rush, but I know that they are coming within the next year or so. They're obviously trying to do a lot before the um, twenty fifth anniversary. Um, Sorry, twenty fifth anniversary. Yeah, my maths is (laughs) wrong. But um, yeah, so I I like that. But even but saying that, I mean, the, the French Pirates ride is a completely different ride to the American rides. Yeah. Different layout, different, you know, slightly different scenes. So they're all they're all fairly different. So um, yeah, if if all the parts were the same, you wouldn't have a need to, to visit them. Have you have you guys actually been to Paris at all?
5: No, I never have.
0: I am, I, I, am, I am like a typical American who hasn't traveled anywhere. I've <laughs> the, <laughs> the, furthest, the furthest east I've gone is the Caribbean, and there were no pirates there that I saw. I'm sure there were pirates there, but, but none that I saw. <laughs> no you I, saw. And that was to take a Disney cruise, actually. That was as far east as, I, as I've gone, and the only time I've been out of the United States, except for Tijuana, Mexico, which really doesn't count because it's very much
1: like Southern California.
4: Uh, <laughs> yeah. I'm
1: pretty sure we know how to get the Americans out of the country and traveling around a bit. We'll just tell them the French have got oil. <laughs> we'll travel.
0: Yes, then we travel, but we travel with guns. Then. <laughs> uh, yes, we we do. I, I haven't. I think people would pretty much prefer that we not travel as much.
2: <laughs>
0: Probably. <laughs> or that we pretend oh. to be Canadians. We can pretend to be Canadians. You know, maybe our attitude won't give us away.
4: What's that
1: <laughs> <laughs> it, it worked in Argo. So. Um, anyway, yeah, we have, as, we, as you've heard, we've got guests here. Uh, um, we alluded to the fact that you were both on Custodial. Um, That's right. So, so well, I, th- I think it's about time we actually stop hearing our own voice and find out a little bit more about the adventures of, of a custodian. Or or a custodial member of, I don't know, what's the correct term?
0: Well, we are custodial custodial cash members. uh, Or in the old school uh, version, they're jannies, which is short for janitorial. Or you can call us brooms. You know, we're brothers of the broom. And, uh, yeah, you know, it involved a lot of cleaning up, and that's about all we have to say about it. No, uh, we, so, <laughs> we had so much to say about it. We had so many different interesting experiences that we actually wrote a book that's over 400 pages. And uh, Cleaning the Kingdom is all about, you know, people talk about how clean the Disney parks are, especially Disneyland. And 60 years is long enough for the story to go untold as to why. So we tell that story, and we figure we're the ones that tell it because we lived it because we were both custodial cast members and uh, had a lot of fun doing it and a lot of different madcap adventures, so we write about it.
1: Yeah. I, I, I was lucky enough to get a copy of the book and had to quick speed read it, so I, I'm, I'm a little bit lacking in some fact. But you, you say you both started around the same time?
0: Well, we were there, we were there during our, te- our tenure there overlapped. I started... Uh, much earlier than Lynn did. Uh, this is Ken Pelman, and I started in 1990. And uh, Lynn, you had two stints there, right?
5: Yeah, I was actually in foods in a restaurant from 91 to 93, and then I came back, what, five years later, and worked in custodial. I like custodial better. I think you <laughs> had more freedom. Yeah. To walk around the park and uh, interact with guests and.
0: Go yeah. places we shouldn't we, we weren't supposed to go we supposed to, <laughs> yeah you know, we write a lot about that in the book because yeah. we were both big fans of the park so we figured you know here's our chance to explore it and go places that we normally wouldn't be able to go
1: I mean, so sort of the, the traditional story behind why obviously Walt in Disney World wanted the underground tunnels because he he was a bit jarred by cowboys from Frontierland walking through tomorrowland um, but custodial you you had the custodial uniform not not an area so you could did you have a spec set area well
0: in our day um you would often get assigned just to the same area for the summer season and then the rest of the year you might get moved around but the more seniority people got the more they can say look i just want to work this area and then they could get it because they had seniority over other cast members but uh we understand nowadays people tend to get assigned to one area until they request to be to be switched. We got moved. You know, we might be in Tomorrowland one day, and uh, we might be in Frontierland the next. And, of course, the uniform, the costume was the same. The only exception was that we had a special Toontown costume in the early years of Mickey's Toontown being open. And as if it wasn't warm enough up there, we had to wear an extra vest and a cap. In a bow tie, and it was uh, very, very uh, flashy. <laughs> yeah. People would still go, do you work here? It's like, no, I'm just a crazy, snazzy dresser.
4: <laughs> Dapper days.
1: Yeah. <laughs> this, is, this is what keeps me comfortable. So, so it was assigned to an area. It wasn't like a, you know, a roaming role of you just take a, a broom and your pan and... and well, you fo- get assigned fo- to fo- an follow area. Where, follow where yeah. your heart takes you. And we we go into great
0: detail about this in the book, but, like, you'll be assigned to the Adventure Frontier area for the day. And... uh Your foreman, which we got to be during our time, um, when we got out there, the foreman would say, you're going to do this particular task, like you're going to be covering Frontierland as a sweeper, or you're going to be sweeping the lines in Adventureland and Frontierland, that sort of thing. So you would get assigned to an area for the day, and then your foreman would give you the specific task in that area. So you wouldn't get to roam the entire park that day, but uh, the next day you might be in Fantasyland.
1: Excellent. So so of all your tenure... Serving the part like you did. The book is full of stories. Have you got a couple of favourites that you you could share before our listeners want to read it?
5: I I think that one that stuck out to me was we. It didn't happen to either of us, but we were told from other because in this book we also interviewed um, several other people and and got their story their input too. But it's, it is probably uh, you know ninety percent eighty. Our stories, but the one that I heard that I enjoyed most was um, hearing about the Tomorrowland um, cast members that were assigned to dump the trash in that area. Um, in between dumping the trash, they would get on the monorail and take it over to the Disneyland Hotel and go swimming in the pool, and then come back. <laughs>
0: Yeah, that, that, was def, that was definitely yeah. unauthorized. Uh, oh, yeah. They, they would do the work fast enough, and our, our clothes lockers were close enough to the Tomorrowland area that they could easily change into their regular clothes, hop on the monorail, <laughs> and then they would just go for a swim, and then come back, uh, and nobody was none, nobody was any the wiser than what they were up to.
1: Staff, okay. staff pass, in and out, that would do. Yeah. Yeah.
4: <laughs> Even though they were, they were slightly wetter than when they first appeared. Interesting.
0: Well, there's yeah. there's towels, you know. There's towels over there at the hotel, and so uh, that helped them dry off. <laughs>
4: yeah. This really is a different lifestyle to us. <laughs> <Yeah>. Towels. <laughs> Jesus. Um, <laughs> We've obviously, um, you know, the good, not the good bits, but, I mean, obviously the book is full of interesting facts and stories, but is there anything that you, you know, for editorial reasons or for, for page reasons you didn't include that you wish you had them?
0: Uh, well, we included most of our own personal stories. Um, there's a lot of opinions that we've that we kind of held back on and or, or were very careful and delicate about what we wrote. Um, most of the people that are at the brunt of the negative stuff aren't there anymore, so uh, it's not like uh, it, it's a situation that we're addressing the current situation. We're, we're very affectionate and we remain fans of Disneyland and Disney in general. Um, you know, there, If there is ever a sequel, we will probably have a few more stories to tell of our own and plenty of other people's, but uh, you know, we were just really careful. Um, Disney gets really uptight about people talking about uh, people uh, engaging in certain activities with each other on property.
1: Mm. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so in, in, uh, Enjoying other people's company.
0: Just, we call it discovering the magic. Yes.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm guessing that happened. Though.
0: Well, there were guests who did that and there were cast members who did that. And uh, <laughs> one of the things, you know, one of the stories I do have in the book is about sexual harassment training. And uh, I was in there. Well, how to do it. Yes, (laughs) how to do it and not get caught. But there was – the instructor said, look, you're not allowed to do – you're not allowed to engage in sex even on your break at – on property, and you never know when you're on camera, and then we have to watch those videos, and that's when my hand shot up, and I said, "Are there any openings in your department?"
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: and I I I was not fired that day,
4: so that, uh, that that was incredible.
1: At least I have a sense of humor. Yeah. <laughs>
4: well, some people do.
1: Yeah. Were, were you Were you fans of the park before you started working there? When when you kind of applied for your very first position, like the restaurant, or, or
5: yeah, I. I was an annual pass holder, which uh, Southern California, a lot of people were um, and still are. But, yeah, I enjoyed going to the parks often and, and, and a fan of, uh, I think that's what attracted me to go work there. I don't know about Ken, but I assume so.
0: Well, didn't you read the book, Lynn? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no. I, 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 I was a huge fan, and I went to work there while I was still in high school because I wanted to, uh, well first of all have a job but I wanted to have a job that would give me some insight into how the place was put together and how it operated because I wanted to get into theme park design myself and maybe become uh, an Imagineer didn't happen but I had a lot of fun along the way anyway
1: so, so since you've now um, retired from uh, from the Disney community of that, well from working huh? obviously you haven't retired from Disney I'll babble, I've been drinking um do you find yourself going back fairly regularly as well
0: Well I uh, well Lynn, Lynn lives in Utah but uh, which is
5: you know a short short drive away right Lynn uh, a <laughs> 6-hour uh, six six drive so not not too bad but we go maybe about once or twice a year
0: I actually live in the city of Anaheim myself and I do have an annual pass and I'm planning on going uh, soon after we're done talking um, and I try to get there once every couple of weeks or once a week or so. Um, and sometimes people can find me carrying copies of my book, which is called Cleaning the Kingdom, which they can order on Kindle. <laughs> <laughs> they can order on Kindle or Nook or get from our website at thesweepspot.com. Not that I'm trying to sneak in a, a shameless plug here or anything.
1: Yeah, no. And, and the cause, thing cause, is actually... Because, of course, we wouldn't I, do that if we actually bothered to write a book <laughs> and went on other people's books. <laughs> <laughs> no. Nah, so you'll forgive them.
4: I, I actually, I actually, um, I actually get annoyed when people don't. This is this is much a marketing opportunity for you guys or any of our guests, um, as it is for us to produce content. So um, sometimes you have to really go. Uh,
1: if we're struggling, so what, if, if what's we're struggling, that thing again that you're okay. talking about? If we're, um, <laughs> if we're struggling for time, plug it slowly.
4: <laughs> yeah. As slowly and long as. In fact, if you want to like list all the Barnes and Nobles that you can buy your book, please do. Um, not tonight, I think we've we've, we've got enough uh, with you guys. You know, it's fine. But um, no, I mean, it's it sounds fascinating, and I think what is interesting about your book is, you know, you do get people that talk about their experiences. But I think because of the roles that you've had, it's a completely different way of looking. At the parks, and you obviously be privy to things that other people just wouldn't uh, have seen. So I yes,
0: think this, this this is a book that it really you know, makes there's it stand no out. there's no other book just like this out there. This is a new perspective that people haven't had of Disneyland. Uh, so it kind of fills in the gaps of Disney history for that time period, and it gives people a look that they can't get anywhere else. So it's it's a unique perspective, and, and if people are big fans of the park or we've had people who do janitorial work elsewhere who are interested because they want to compare notes you know and so it's uh it's it's something to check out you know i know there's a million disney books out there but there's none other like this
1: when you do get to the pub, do you find yourself being either overly critical or, or far more sort of empathic with the actual custodial staff that are there at the moment
5: yeah, I notice I, things. Yeah, uh, we do. I, we I do. notice things right away—an uh, overflowing <laughs> trash can—or my first response is, I got to call someone and let them know about this. But <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, uh, yes,
0: and and just seeing them do—you the, know—it's it's so crowded these days, and with some of these nighttime shows that they have now. Uh, and I'm just, I do have some empathy for them. It's like, well, look at that. They're working hard and I'll even cheer for them as they come by. I'll go, yay. You know, and I'll, sometimes I'm wearing a sweep spot t-shirt and I'll point to it and say, look, I'm part of your fan club. Uh, I used to do this and I know what you're going through. So keep up the good work. You're doing a good job.
1: But
4: if you want to know more about what I used to do, then pick up my copy of this book.
0: (laughs) That's right. That's right. This will help you. This will help you get through your day.
1: I've got it, I've got but the, the reaction, if that was a British theme park with English janitorial staff cleaning and someone who used to clap them, cheered them and went, yay, you'd get a punch for being sarcastic. Yeah, punch
4: or <laughs> bottles of the head for sure. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Different world, entirely.
1: Yeah, so
4: on your head. Yeah. yeah, this is the only way. Ken, yeah. um, you brought up a... Are you meant... You which is something it. which I think is is going to be quite um, prominent in um, in one of our shows coming up when we have our beloved Craig come back from uh, his trip to Orlando, um, and that's about the parks and how they've changed and they've got busy. And I've I've heard a lot recently about how much. Um, Disneyland and you know California Adventure. The last couple of years, I've got, I've got really busy all of a sudden. I don't know if that's because there's more pass holders or, or just the attractions there. But um, as someone that is there quite a lot, um, have you noticed that yourself?
0: Yeah, the nighttime is especially so. They've actually widened walkways because of the nighttime shows, the the fireworks shows, and the parades they've really put a lot into these things and uh it's very very busy and and yes annual passes do have a lot to do with it i mean people can buy them with monthly payments without adding any cost to it so it's becoming like a country club without the uh without the pool or <laughs> you know with without uh, the golf and it's very very crowded um
5: but what and better way to 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 help with the crowds is to add a Star Wars land. That's <laughs>
0: right. Add a Star Wars land.
5: <laughs> <laughs> that will fix it. Yeah. Well
0: and, and yes, when you do have major new attractions, it does drive attendance and California Adventure got their uh Radiator Springs racers mm. and of course the nighttime show, the the Wonderful World of Color show is is very good. So uh, that does drive some high attendance. And if you've made it so inexpensive for people to come in, if they buy an annual pass, then they're going to come in frequently, even if they don't necessarily go on very many attractions, but they're still crowding the walkway.
4: But how much is an annual pass? Oh,
0: goodness. The top-of-the-line ones uh, for one coast, uh, for, like, the West Coast, I think it's $600-and-something dollars now. Uh, almost seven. yeah. Yeah, then that includes parking and and some discounts. But you can get one that's for Walt Disney World and Disneyland. It's like over $1,000 now. Wow. Yeah. um, But you can get, you know, these, these what they call Southern California Select if you live locally. And you can have these monthly payments. So you're paying, you know, $20 or whatever a month or whatever. And so it becomes like this club. Uh, But those are only, those only allow you access, like, On weekdays and things like that.
1: Yeah,
4: because you're local. I get Uh, that. uh,
1: As as an ex cast member, you're not getting sort of um, advanced line membership to Club 33 or anything like that.
0: No. No, no, (laughs) I could afford that on my own. Worth worth a try. (laughs) try.
1: Uh, That's why you've written a book. Yeah, just in case I find myself in California, I keep trying to find people who are members. Yeah.
0: Well, that's when always you, good to, to, to saddle up to a member of Club Thirty Three and then uh, say, "Hey,
3: how about some brunch?"
1: Yeah. <laughs> hmm. my, my treat. <laughs>
3: when you guys were uh, were in the parks, did you um, did you have any uh, come across any celebrities or good question? Meet any famous we folk? Have a,
0: we have a whole chapter about that. Uh, yeah. Yes, we did. We would bump into celebrities. Uh, and uh, sometimes we wouldn't even know who they were. <laughs> we could tell they were celebrities because they were being escorted. And we would often, I mean, I would turn to somebody else and say, who is that? But there were times we knew who the people were. You know, there was Michael Jackson when he was, you know, obviously when he was still alive. It was kind of, he he stopped coming as often when he died. Uh, but... Oh. Uh, you know, some of the some of those, the athletes are kind of hard to, to hide. You know, you've got the basketball players coming through who are seven mm-hmm. feet tall. It's very easy to spot them. Um, but yes, various uh, celebrities. How about Lynn, you want to tell a couple of those stories?
5: I I don't really have any actual talking with the celebrity, but I, you know, we've seen them. Um, we weren't supposed to harass yeah. them. Yeah. We, weren't, we, weren't
0: supposed to, we weren't supposed to approach them unless they obviously needed some help. And yeah. since they were usually escorted, they would they would have their escort to, to deal with. Yeah. But, uh, which, but Lynn-
1: in that case, in your positions, which ones made the most mess? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm looking I'm looking for names. I want something like yeah, JLo is a terrible litter dropper. <laughs>
0: <laughs> there's a few i'd like to name but uh, no. well no. you know the thing with the thing with us is we would we were on the lookout for people who were kind of famous in disney circles yeah you know, <laughs> like uh maybe they were disney legends uh people, former executives of the park or the sherman brothers like richard sherman one of the you know the, the songwriting duo yeah uh he I would bump into him some, from time to time, and I'd be like, hello, and just start talking with him. And, you know, it was just amazing. Here's the guy who wrote half the music in the park with his brother, <laughs> and uh, he's just walking around, and he's asking, where should I have dinner? And I'm, like, thinking, out of all the people who should be up in Club 33, it should be you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, you know, after, after everything you've written for the park, yeah. uh, it's a small world and tiki room and all that.
2: You know what's I saw
5: worse,
0: Michael, well. Michael Eisner. Yeah, yeah, Michael Eisner. We bump into Michael him. Michael Eisner. He was CEO of <laughs> Disney, yes. Did you boo him?
5: Not the most friendliest, but uh, <laughs> but I saw him. <laughs> I, uh, I, he he, he lit details
0: uh, that book. yeah.
5: Yeah, he put, you know, maybe he was had his thoughts somewhere else, but I was the only one in the pathway, and as soon as he got close enough, to me he put his head down and walked past me so you would think that someone the president of a company would see one of their employees would at least acknowledge them but that's my, my I don't know I think,
4: I think, that's, uh, I think that, that's fairly common not to defend him at all but yeah, yeah. I think it, you get it one of two ways you either get the people in charge who uh, will kind of blow you away at the, the way they'll speak to the common man and knows that the the mere thought that you're breathing the same air disgusting <laughs> yeah
1: so the, the, this whole painting with your water on the floor is that a relatively recent thing since facebook has been publishing photographs of it of everyone who goes on vacation what,
4: water painting
1: yeah or has it been going on for years with a-
0: no it's a relatively recent thing yeah um, it's mere. But well, but there is a chapter about uh, that includes descriptions of how people used to do their own paintings inside the uh, the restroom stalls. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and I, and using, I did want, using water. Yeah, no, not quite. Uh, <laughs> but what I did want to mention is we keep all of that really disgusting stuff to one chapter. So if anybody's afraid of buying, cleaning the kingdom. Uh, on sale now. But if anyone's afraid of buying that because they're afraid there'll be too much disgusting stuff in there, we try to keep it all in chapter five so that you know not to read that while you're
4: eating.
5: Or for your podcast. I have a story right really? <laughs> now. <laughs> <laughs> we, we don't well, mind it. <laughs> yeah, it's after dinner. Yeah. yeah.
4: I, mean, I mean, for anyone that follows us on, on facebook.com forward slash disaster dark, um, our, our friend Craig, um, the, the fourth member of the team, who's out in Orlando at the moment, has been actually taking photos of himself in various stalls. Where in the park am I? <laughs> <laughs> he, he hangs that's... up his fanny pack um, and takes a picture.
0: That's terrible. Does he have uh, trouble remembering where he
4: is? <laughs> well, he's from Liverpool. Uh, that's all I'm going to say. He's <laughs> probably just drunk, to be honest. Yeah. I not crazy what
1: Craig's so. <laughs> Smuggling something into World Showcase. Okay. Well, not that you have to... Right. What letter are we on after two weeks? Oh, F. F, uh F, we it? said. I, I think it was F's, wasn't
3: it? It's F.
1: It's, yeah. So, so to, tonight's episode, what the F is going on? Um, <laughs> gents, uh, every, for the last few shows, we've been going through the alphabet, and today's letter is F. So, uh, not to put you on the spot or anything, we'll give you a couple of minutes to think about
3: it. Nick. So, you got to tell them what they've got to do with the, with the letter there. Eh? Yeah. No. you got to give them a bit of a clue. They'll
1: realise that once Nick and you have
4: gone okay. through yours.
3: All right. Is, is,
1: it,
4: is it too obvious? Never, is it too obvious to say it?
1: On this podcast, it's never too obvious. <laughs> <laughs> um,
4: I mean, I don't think... A Disney park could possibly be complete without a Fantasy Land. You can take away a Tomorrowland, of course, a place with a Discovery Land, yeah, um, but you cannot take a fancy a Fantasy Land out of a Disney park. No. It is surely the land.
1: Yeah, there, there could it, there could be eight others around it, but unless there is a Fantasy Land, you're right. It's not a Disney park.
4: And the thing is, as well, when you look at the attractions you get in a fancy land, right, so we, they've all got it's a small world, yeah. which is most people's least favorite <laughs> ride, let's be honest. Um, you've then got your rides based around the cartoons. So you've got you, you know, maybe your Snow White still, if it's in your local park, or Pinocchio. Yeah. yeah.
2: Uh,
4: you might have Winnie the Pooh instead, um, or Mr. Toad's Wild Ride, or Alice in Wonderland. Yeah, and
1: you, um, you have kids now, so you're going to be queuing for Dumbo.
3: Oh, you yeah, don't have fine. to queue so much I now. No, look, they've got two of them. There's never uh, a queue. Paris, like. Paris you guys have
1: only
4: got one. Yeah, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> But saying that, the queues are never that long. Um, and yet, even with rides like that, you have to go. And you know what? I'm going to enjoy going now that we have the children. Yeah. Uh, um, and, uh, yeah, I can't wait for, uh, for Lincoln's first trip. Um, he, I think he's going to love it. He's uh, quite into Mickey Mouse at the moment and uh, they're both into Toy Story, so that's going to be enormous fun taking to the studios. But being able to go to Fantasyland now with children it just just actually makes it really worthwhile. <laughs> yeah. Rather than it being a rite of passage, something you have to do, now you have the reason to, to actually do it and, and put a brave face on it and enjoy all the rites. <laughs>
1: oh, oh, that's, that's a fair call. Okay.
4: But, uh, but yeah, Fantasyland for
1: me. Fantasyland for the F. All right, Mr D. Ah, uh, fast pass. Oh. Ooh, oh, a good F. Yes.
3: Yeah. And I missed the I missed the paper fast passes. I must admit. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I like I like the magic bands. I think they're really good. Um, really clever, good use of technology. But the pre booking of the fast passes doesn't work quite as well for me as as the old paper fast passes. As,
1: as the you knew you went you got a fast pass and then you couldn't get another one until twelve thirty.
3: That's it. Yeah. Plus as and, well
4: like to me it's a lovely memento a fast pass.
3: Yeah. Yeah, we've got we got a few souvenirs. Yeah. And then it's it's really nice if it, like um if you're leaving the park you say to yeah. leave the park and you've still got some fast passes pass the and, magic you, on. and yeah, you give them to somebody. And you see the magic light in their face. Well, you first of all you see who is this strange man and why is he talking to me. And, and then you see the magic in their face. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Like have, you, have, have you got the idea? That now? sounds
3: like a little bit what, what Ken was referring to earlier. It, it's,
1: yeah. a, it's, it's a Disney related F. So, um, ah, you, I get it. Yeah,
5: I, I have one. Uh, so one of my favorite shows, and I don't and I think that it's probably the best version of this Whoa. show, is at Disneyland out of all of them. Is uh, Fantasmic
4: great, great shout! Great mm, shout! Yeah. So, because I mean, I've only seen the um, the Hollywood Studios version of Fantasmic. Which is and I agree, a, lot, it's yeah. a fantastic show. It's
1: on the little lake thing. Yeah.
4: That's right. So, so what is it that is different for people that haven't been? What is it that's different about the California Fantasmic and why is it better?
5: I think it's amazing how they transformed the area. You wouldn't know that, you know, you get there in the morning, you wouldn't know that eight hours later or whatever there's going to be a show taking place around the rivers of America because the stage is actually on Tom Sawyer Island and the area surrounding the water is uh, the seating area. There's no seats. You'd sit on the ground or stand, uh, depending on where you are. But I think that's pretty neat. But then they also incorporate uh, the, uh, the Mark Twain Riverboat and the sailing ship Columbia into the show itself. So those are attractions during the day you can go on. And then later, they're part of the show. That's right. Yeah, i got
3: to I, yeah. because I that, that was one of my memories from Disneyland. When we first went there, that was 92. So you guys were probably there then. Um, but that's one big difference. We were watching the dragon on the island. I think it was the dragon. And then mm-hmm. all of a sudden, the island goes dark, and the Columbia lights up with Peter Pan and the rigging and Captain Hook. And it's just such a shock. You don't even see this thing creeping up in the dark and all of a sudden, bang, the light switch and it's and it's right there in front of you. It's yeah. a great effect. Excellent. Excellent. Go cool. Right,
1: F. Yes. Yeah. Any <laughs> other... Go on. We've got one more or, or shall I do? <laughs> are, you, are you still thinking?
0: Uh, no, I, I would say futurism. Uh, Disney parks have often incorporated some form of futurism, whether it's been really serious futurism or just kind of tongue-in-cheek. Um, but that has very been a very important element of the Disney resorts, uh, f- including, you know, Epcot, uh, Future World, and, of course, Tomorrowland. And just kind of taking a look at the future is um, in a hopeful way, usually. I mean, there's there's been attractions that have kind of made it a little scary but uh taking a look at the future in an optimistic and hopeful way has been an essential
4: element of disney theme parks
2: yeah
4: yeah yeah that's a a brilliant a brilliant uh, in fact one of the only things that disneyland paris lacks, really is is future looking i don't mean like like that but i mean the fact that there's no not
3: even a tomorrowland no everything is
1: discovery land is all steampunk Yeah.
4: yeah
3: Yeah. Yeah, they went for the for the sort of Jules Verne future, yeah. didn't they? Yeah.
4: That's right. Well, seeing go on, as Paul. What's yours?
1: almost every F we've had has had some sort of fantasy type thing, I was actually going to go for the Disney film that started my my adult ponchon for Disney films, which is uh, uh Flabber. Flubber. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: I've lost track now. I wrote it down. I've lost it. Fable.
1: Uh, yeah. Fable goes west. Oh Christ, <laughs> no. um, the one where he's the wizard. And shit. You know the one, Fantas- Fantasia. 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 Yeah. I was. I I picked Fantasia. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, I watched a lot of the Disney movies as a kid, and then I went through the teenage years of listening to. If I start saying Def Leppard and Poison and Motley Crue, I start giving away my age again, don't I? My teenage years. Sounds like mine. (laughs)
4: Nothing nothing wrong being 50,
1: though. (laughs) So, uh, uh, obviously, a, a little bit of Disney fell to the wayside then, but catching up on Fantasia when it was released on on Laserdisc. Oh, nice. oh. Talk about futurism get, get out your Google Yeah, and actually watching it on, a, on a on a big screen TV you know, at twenty eight inches.
3: Catholic. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> massive.
4: Because <laughs> it's funny actually. You, you mentioned Fantasia because I remember um, I remember catching it at the cinema, and it must have come out just be, just before the laserdisc, about ninety ninety one, something like that. Got a feeling it was ninety. And I remember there being a lot of hype around it because there was even a game, they they released a Mega Drive game, um, where you played Sorcerer and Mickey when it came out. And I remember going and being completely bored. <laughs> <laughs> Cause I was like about same my yeah. age, I was about seven.
2: Yeah.
4: Um, six, seven, something like that. And uh later on you can appreciate it a lot more I think and I think it's a good film to look back on as an adult yeah it's just one of those, um,
1: one of those weird films that you think this, this will never get made it will never work how how did that so so we take some cartoons and we put them to classical music what's the story there isn't one who's the hero there isn't one Who's is the bad guy doing it there isn't one it's got like unicorns and shit but I've I've
4: gotta be honest, I've actually although I own it, I'm I still haven't seen Fantasia two thousand.
3: Well that's funny you should say that. I bought a I bought a two movie box set of Fantasia and Fantasia two thousand and, and I still haven't watched Fantasia two thousand. But I'm gonna
4: <laughs> not not because I've been told not to, but Yeah.
3: yeah. I just haven't got around to it.
4: No. Yeah. Uh, guys, have you seen it at all?
5: Yeah, I've seen it.
3: <laughs>
5: <laughs>
4: he's, he, he, he's a he's regular film Yeah, he's yeah. a regular <laughs> Rodger I've <laughs> seen
2: I,
0: I've seen Fantasia and Fantasia 2000. So those were both uh, very uh, nice works of art. And I remember when Fantasia con- uh, continued or Fantasia 2000, uh, as it might be called, came out. And uh, yeah, that was that was great. And I think Roy Edward Disney had a lot to do in getting that done. And he. um of course, he's no longer with us, but uh, that was one of the things he really, really wanted to do was do the the, the continued Fantasia.
4: And I, th- I think that's so important. I mean, I, I think they like said like you know not appreciating it as a kid, but when you look at what Walt was trying to do with the original Fantasia, um, you know, with, with Snow White, he he kind of gave a, a new interest in animation. Like it wasn't seen as something it was going to be for adults. And he changed the world with it, and with Fantasia, he wanted to do that again. And you know, it was a failed experiment. You know, it didn't set the world alight, but as you called it, it's a piece of art, yeah. um, and was very, you know, was you know very very personal to him. So um, I think you're right. I think it was, it, he, you know, Roy was very, um, you know, very w- with his right to to push for it to be made because he knew how important it would have been for his brother. So. Um, Yeah, whether you you love it or not, you know, I think they are, you know, probably more important than a lot of stuff, especially on looking at you, Home on the Range. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm simming you out, you piece of crap. Home on the Range. Jesus Christ. It's the only time I've ever watched a Disney film. I should have played my soapbox music. It's the only time I've watched a Disney film and never wanted to watch it ever again.
3: Uh, You obviously haven't seen Atlantis then.
4: Um, I, you know what? I actually saw that recently for the first ever time, and it was okay. And I, With, I, I while I'm in no rush, yeah, while I'm in no rush to ever watch it again at the same time, I'd watch that a thousand times more than that stupid film about crappy cows. <laughs> God, that should have been. Tell us what that you should really have think. Mentioned that in my C's, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it makes me mad. That's what happens. Yeah, yeah, You've yeah.
1: you got a couple of weeks before H.
4: Yeah, I know. Two, just home, two just it up. <laughs> home on the range and yeah. Disneyland Paris announcements not being made at D23, they make me mad.
3: <laughs> 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 I'm so glad that none of us embarrassed ourselves by saying filler magic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say Phantom Manor. <laughs> yeah.
1: I've seen, I've, I've seen my, daughter, my my oldest daughter's spelling. Um, I was going to go in the, bumpy, the, the Bambi route and go with Thumper uh, Fumper. <laughs> on that misspelling note. <laughs> um, do John, want uh, a final plug for your book and or podcast.
5: Then yeah, like <laughs> like we were, like Ken was saying, you can go to our the best ways to go to our website because you can get autographed copies of the book Cleaning the Kingdom at our website, which is the sweep with the P sweepspot.com. And uh it's on Kindle and you can get it on Amazon, but um it won't be autographed copies.
4: And where do you get the most money? We I ask this quite a lot, which one gives you more money?
5: Uh from our website, because that's uh, uh. coming directly from my from from me. Our can Yes,
4: it's a, it's also
0: <laughs> if if you're not a Kindle person, if you're a Nook person, it's on Nook as well. And I've,
1: that's an English oh.
0: word. <laughs> no, it's not. It's not in any crannies, but it is in nooks. <laughs> and, uh, no, that's good. It's, it's. You know, it's, our website is also called the Sweep Spot. So the website is free. The book is a bargain, as I like to say. <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs> Am I right? In oh, if you use the offer code, if you use the offer code, Disaster Dark, um, you get up a twist. free invisible handshake.
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah,
1: you get a nice, clean, unsigned copy.
3: <laughs> now you get you get chapter five included, which is a really good one. Yeah.
4: <laughs> That's
0: right. We, if, if you order now, we'll include page numbers for free <laughs>
4: <laughs> and anyway. words. That's right, yeah. and a
0: glossary. We'll have a glossary in there.
4: Jesus, not, not? It's got everything. <laughs> Enough books have glossaries. It's it has necessary. got it all.
0: Yeah, we've got to explain what we mean when we say things like code V and uh, code U and and uh, things like that. Proteins, spill. and and he's a he's a, he's a bee, <laughs> you know, a bee. What do you mean he's flying around stinging people? Well, that's not what I. <laughs> I'm
4: probably not, she not, she it's probably, be probably be the so. same thing we mean as well, actually. Or yeah. she's a bee. That could be. Yeah, you got to be careful when you say she's a bee, <laughs>
1: especially if she's a bee. Yeah, <laughs> and
4: of course you'll find the podcast uh, if you join us at at uh, Pod, um, home of many fine podcasts, but um, two t- excellent t- podcasts, yeah. <laughs> indeed. At least two definitely pod- <sighs> excellent podcasts.
1: I have it again. I do that when I'm did. two fingers. I would, but I haven't got any left. <laughs> I've, I've, I've timed it perfectly towards the end.
4: Well, um, if anyone wants to get hold of us, um, mainly if. Uh, Mr Boniface owes you money then you can visit our website at www.disafterdark.com oh. <laughs> I mean I'm a lot of things that sound like Taxman but not that um, or you can email us at podcast
3: at and if I owe you any money this has been the Disney Brit podcast <laughs> <laughs> and I am Adam Goodger yes. I am Ken Goodger yeah now you can also find us on twitter at disafterdark facebook.com forward slash disafterdark and I think we've already said macechat.com but I'll see it again
1: I'm just oh, but if
4: I'm... you want to leave us a bad review on, on iTunes it is Disney Brit just to find yeah. Yeah.
1: I, if I owe you any money I'm just waving my hand in a Jedi like fashion and going I'm not here <laughs> yeah.
3: this is not the podcaster you want
1: uh, YouTube disafterdark Instagram yeah you name it we're here um, Laser yeah, desk. yeah, yeah, VHS and Betamax, <laughs> <laughs> gentlemen. It has, as always, been an absolute pleasure. Um, fantastic great speaking you. to you. Great, gentlemen, yeah, gentlemen. Yeah, it's it's great to talk to you. Yeah, this has been yeah.
0: great. This has been wonderful. Thank you so much.
1: If volume two pops up, any way, shape, or form, or if you need someone to actually make a mess in a kingdom, <laughs> we'll, we'll come out and serve that purpose. Or, or sing. sing, Craig. Sing. Yeah, Craig can sing. We're not doing it. (laughs) Fantastic. Gentlemen, thank you very much. Uh, Dear listener, we shall speak to you all and uh, hopefully hear from you shortly in a fortnight.
0: Growing older is mandatory. Growing up is optional. This After Dark, the podcast is nearly the same as all the others.
4: By the way, that is gravel. Is it? What are you doing? Are you yeah, you're out, you out in the garden. I'm in. The, I'm out in the bee
1: garden. Excellent. Yeah. We just go inside and use the toilet when we have to? Paul,
4: do you know any good books about cleaning at Disneyland?
1: And we're clear.